It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Welcome to the Geeky Waffle. I'm Candace, And today we are in the room where it happened. Nearly a year ago, we were all stuck inside and pop culture is what sustained many of us in 2020. And one major thing that we at the Waffle have looked back on is the Hamilton stage to screen premiering on Disney+. Plus. So in honor of one of the positive, memorable events of 2020, I talked to Carly Patoli, who was part of the original Broadway cast, and it also can be seen on Disney Plus in the Hamilton recording. And here's my talk with Carly. So you're doing a podcast, right? Yes, we are the Geeky Waffle. I got the waffle in my shirt. <laughs> and we're actually like a bunch of like theater nerds at heart. And we wanted to do something for like July 4th. Yes. And it was like memory of what kind of saved the month for us last. Like we had, we had a discussion at the end of the year, like what helped us get through 2020. And one of the things was like Disney plus having Hamilton on there. So we could just like pretend we were in the theater again. Yes. Yes, totally. I mean, same, you know, I mean, I saw it leading up to the release and it was, it was just really special. It was, it was surreal because we had, uh, you know, recorded it um, like four months prior, or excuse me, four years prior. And so seeing it after that long was was just crazy. And then being in the midst of the pandemic and everything going on with um, just everything happening in the world, um, it was it was special. It was just great to like, kind of like experience live theater again, because a video, a video can't like take place of live theater, but when you're at that point where you're like, I'll take what I can get yes. and seeing the original cast too, because we had all seen it like either in Chicago or like the touring company yeah. being able to see like the history, like it's historic moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's really special that they were able to get as many original cast members as possible. I mean, we were missing Betsy Strexness in the ensemble and Emmy Raver Lampman in the ensemble, but um, we had everybody else. So we were pretty close to having all of the originals, which was, which is really special. Yeah. What was like the feeling of the reaction? Like in July, were you getting like messages, tweets? Oh like- yeah. I mean, everything. Well, we did a live tweet um, with everybody, uh, you know, like Twitter feed, um, where basically the entire cast, including the creatives, including like Lynn and, um, Alex Lacamoire and all those guys, we all kind of did this live Twitter feed while we all watched it together with everybody, um, you know, in the public, you know, anybody that wanted to join anyway. Um, and that was really, really special because, it was kind of a way for all of us to be together in a way while yeah. watching it. Um, and we just, you know, the the tweeting was just like comments of people being like, oh my God, remember when this happened? And haha, look at that. And, you know, just things, just things that kind of brought us all together, which was really special. I'm so glad we did that. And yeah, I was getting a ton of messages, a ton of tweets. My, my social media was just blowing up. My text messages were blowing up. I was getting phone calls. I was getting gifts in the mail, you know, from friends and family. And, uh, you know, Disney Plus sent us like a, like a watch basket with, you Aww. know, snacks and, you know, coasters, like Hamilton leather coasters, which were really cool. And um, just lots of lots of fun gifts. It was it was really special. It was like the highlight of my summer, you know, because 
we were all kind of, you know, in lockdown and just seeing no one or seeing just the people that we were in lockdown with for so long, which I was with my family. So I was, I was thrilled about that, but, um, you know, it was special. It was something to look forward to. How did it feel like a lot of people who aren't like musical people really got into it? Like I was surprised, like some of my friends who were like sound of music, the Julie Andrews movie is like the most musical they have ever seen, but they love Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of in that boat um, because Hamilton is not your typical musical, right? Like it's, it feels current in so many ways. And the music feels hugely current because of all of the hip hop and rap in it. So you're bringing in, you know, crowds of people that wouldn't necessarily be into traditional musical theater. Um, so I think that's that's really special. But there's also plenty of that the kind of traditional musical theater um, music moments in Hamilton as well. So you're kind of getting all of the best of the worlds. You know what I mean? So it, it brings a lot of people in that wouldn't normally be interested in a musical. Yeah. And it gets people like, maybe I should check out some other musicals. Yeah, because yeah, so it's good getting more people on the theater side. Yes, <laughs> let's go. Can't wait for it to come back. <laughs> yes. Oh, speaking of which, what is your hope for theater now that we're slowly getting like reopened? Um, I mean, I think I think, you know, part of what we were just saying is is huge. I think, you know, getting people in the theater that don't necessarily come to the theater or didn't come to the theater much prior to COVID, I think um, would obviously be huge. Uh, We want theater to come back in the biggest way that it can, and hopefully it will um, after being gone for so long. Um, I hope people have missed it and they will come back and back and back and back and back and it'll bring new people in as well. Um, I also hope that there's just more... um, just more equality throughout everything. And that that goes all the way up the, the chain. You know what I mean? Um, producers, creative teams, all, you know, performers, um, just just everybody. I hope there's more equality in every way, in race, in, um, you know, gender, in, in everything. So um, that that's my hope. Okay, I have to ask, what's it like working with Lin-Manuel Miranda? <laughs> It's it's great. Lynn is a dream. Um, he's he's fun. He's obviously brilliant. But what I really appreciated most about working with Lynn is not only just, you know, how he would joke around and kind of just always try to make things fun while getting the job done. Um, but I really admired how he would kind of keep in his role, if that makes sense. So when he works with Tommy Kale and uh, Alex Lacamoire and Andy Blankenbuehler and those guys. Um, Those guys are hired for a purpose. And even though it's Lynn's creation and it's Lynn's baby all the way around, he hired those guys to do a job. And so when it's time for them to do the job, even though it's Lynn's baby, Lynn trusts them and steps back and lets them take over in that you know, position. And I just, um, I just really thought that was, that was special. Um, because I think somebody who creates something could, 
could get into um, a bad habit of trying to control everything to try to make it exactly what they want. But when he knows that he trusts other people, um, and I mean, he's worked with those guys before, right, on In the Heights and other things, bring it on. Um, it, it was just special to see him kind of let them do their thing because they're so good at it. And that's why that whole team just works so brilliantly together. Yeah, half the battle is finding like people who can do what they do. And if you trust them, yeah. Okay. There's all so much. Trust. Yeah. What was it like, like filming with like all these cameras in a theater? And even though you performed it so many times. Um, it was definitely different because by that time we had all been doing it for a long time. So it was definitely different. Um, but we shot two, uh, we shot two shows with a live audience. Um, and we just kind of had some cameras out in the house and then we came in on two other days and shot for, I don't know, I want to say like roughly four hours, maybe six hours each day. Um, with cameras on stage as well, uh, because we didn't have an audience when we did that. So um, it was a lot of different things. I mean, I definitely ran into one of the camera operators one time because he was behind me, so I couldn't see him and he can't see because he's looking through here, you know what I mean? So um, it, it was different, <laughs> it was different. You just have to be like uber aware of everything, but it was it's cool too, you know, just to see how that kind of happens. I know people ask it all the time, but what is like one piece of advice you would like to give people who are younger and like interested in getting to Broadway? I think my best piece of advice is just um, just try to study as much as you possibly can. And I mean, get into acting workshops, get into voice lessons get into dance classes. If you if you feel like you have two left feet, it doesn't matter. You just have to kind of find a way to embrace the discomfort and get into a dance class because you're probably, even if you're like an actor and or singer, first and foremost, like that's what you do, you're probably going to have to move at least a little bit. So it's good to just get into class um, and get familiar with your body, you know, to try to understand how to use it a little bit. Um, and the same thing goes the other way. If you're more of a dancer, you're probably going to have to be able to sing, like carry a tune. You don't have to be the next Sutton Foster, but you know what I mean? Like you have to be able to, to sing somewhat. So I would get into a voice lesson. I think it's just it's awesome to study as many different things as possible so that you are as well-rounded as possible as a performer, because that will only give you extra ammunition when you go into an audition room. Um, also, just to stay determined, keep your eye on the prize, because for every one yes in this industry, there's probably going to be 99 no's. Um, so it's, it's hard. You just kind of got to stay focused and keep chugging along. Okay. If there was one show role that you could be on or have, what is like your dream role? Um, I mean, I do get asked this a lot and I always come back to Velma Kelly in Chicago, just because I think it's a really good fit for me. I think it would be fun. I love that show. Um, the, the music sits really good in my voice. Um, and then she also gets to dance and she's, you know, 
acting as well. So it's like a really nice marriage of being able to show all three of those things. Um, and it's just a fun show. I think it's a good fit for me. Yeah, you can be kind of like the villain. So it's yeah. like kind of fun with that. Villains have more fun. Sassy. Yes, I really? love that part. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I was 10, I was in a jazz class and we did all that jazz. I had no idea. Like my parents wouldn't let me see Chicago yet. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. But we were like dancing to it for our recital. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. But then once I got to see it, I was like, I know that song. Right. Yeah. I know. I mean, that song is, it's classic, right? So yeah. I, it's, it makes sense that you're dancing to it at a young age, even if you didn't know all the story behind it. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, what's your favorite song from Hamilton? Mm, if, you um, could, if you can pick one. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you a couple of different th things. Um, when I would go on as Eliza, my favorite song to sing was Burn, for sure, without a doubt. Sits the best in my voice and you get to burn the paper and it's like your moment yeah. by yourself and it's, that was cool. Um when I was in my ensemble track, I always loved Wait For It because first of all, it was like kind of a break moment for the ensemble in the show. I mean, we still had to be on stage, but I just would stand upstage in the back leaning against the set and listen to Leslie Odom Jr. sing it eight times a week. And it was like, oh, I can breathe and I get to listen to this this beautiful man's voice, you know. Um, so, you know, I loved that one. And then as far as dancing, I would probably say Room Where It Happens just because stylistically it was just kind of something that felt different than the rest of the show. And um, I, I love that kind of like sassy style, um, yeah. jazzy style. So I think I think those are all my favorites. I, I couldn't possibly choose just one. <laughs> yeah. Room Where It Happens is on my like get hype mix when I need to have like a lot of energy because it just like... Yeah. It has that beat in that room. It's like very odd in there, but it's there. Yes. Yeah. It's a good one. Which do you think is a better like intro to like theater? Like seeing like the big budget musicals, like that are movies or like having them recorded in theater? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think, hmm. I think if you can see the things that are recorded in theater, that is the best intro as far as, you know, getting into musical theater, because typically if they're movies based off of musicals or the other way around, um, it's probably going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think any version of anything that you can see. So for example, in the Heights just came out. Yeah. Um, there is not a recorded version of the Broadway production of that show. So I think if, if this is the only way for people to see that story and to hear that music, um, then everybody should go and see it, which I hope everybody does because it's amazing. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the only way people can see it now because it's yeah. not Broadway right now and it wasn't recorded with the original company or anything. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge cheerleader for that. Whatever people can see, I think they should see. Do you think they should do more like multi-camera recordings of stage shows or does that take away like the mystique of, not the mystique, but like. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a cheerleader for that as well. You know, I think, yes, I think more shows should be recorded. 
in that way, in like a, you know, a movie style type way, like we did Hamilton and not just like, you know, a video back, you know, Um, because it does, it does allow so many more people to see these productions. And I think that's hugely important um, because a lot of people can't afford to pay $150 or $180, whatever it is for a ticket to see a Broadway show, you know? So this would allow people to see more shows if they would video them in that way. I think that's What was it like working on Bandstand? Oh, it was so fun. I mean, getting into it was kind of a whirlwind because they needed a replacement. Um, And they called me and they said, can you just come in and sing for the music director really fast? Because I didn't know the music director. Obviously, I knew Andy Blankenbuehler from Hamilton. Um, So I just went in one day randomly, sang really quick, and they were like, great, you start in a week or whatever it was. And I worked with the dance captain, just myself and the dance captain for two weeks. um, And he taught me everything, um, you know, as far as blocking and and choreography. And then, of course, I worked with um, the conductor who taught me all the music. But it was a whirlwind because it wasn't a show that I knew. I mean, I had seen it on Broadway before I was a part of it. But I wasn't super familiar with it, having just seen it once. So I didn't have any of the music memorized. I didn't really know the structure of the show as far as what comes after what after what. And um, so to learn all of that with the blocking, with the harmonies, with, you know, the lyrics, with all of that in a studio when you're by yourself with one other person teaching you was extremely difficult. Um, but the cast was so wonderful and so welcoming and so fun. Um, and I mean, I was only a part of it for like two months on Broadway before it closed, unfortunately, but I did get to do the film, which I'm so grateful for. And it was a blast. It was truly a blast. I think it did not have a long enough life on Broadway. Um, I'm bummed about that, but I'm thrilled that they recorded it. So now it lives on, um, on film. Yeah, there's so many shows like I've heard about like years ago that I would have loved to see, but like either being like too young to go see them or like not financially able to because like I'm in Florida. So it costs a little bit of money to get to New York. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's great that it's recorded. Yeah. Have you seen the film? No, not yet. But I it's there's so many musicals because like my parents love musicals and I always promise to like watch it with them. Yeah. It was like trying to like, I watched Hamilton with them. I had taken my mom to the touring version of it. She loved it. I was sobbing in the theater because the last song always makes me cry. I think I embarrassed her. She's like giving me tissues because I'm like, ugly (laughs) cry. (laughs) You definitely are not alone. People cry on that song all the time. So yeah. Burn also gets me even wait for for it gets me. Yeah. Especially live. But yeah. No, they, I was surprised my dad liked it because he's like, oh, I don't like the rap and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, once you kind of wrap your your brain around having to process information in that way, then it gets easier. And I think Lynn is just brilliant about how he does that. He did it in, in the Heights. He did it in Hamilton. It just kind of, the rap starts slow enough that it kind of prepares everybody that like, this is how we're going to be feeding you this information. So 
turn your ears on. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot. But um, he does it the best. Yeah. Did it feel like it was all of a sudden that like it got popular or was it like a gradual increase? Because I remember like seeing an Entertainment Weekly like, oh, there's a Hamilton musical and it was a big deal. Was it Entertainment Weekly? I minored in history and actually wrote a paper on Hamilton. I was reading the same book Lynn Manuel was reading. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he was like my favorite of the founding fathers beforehand. I was like, this was made for me. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, so so I, you read the Ron Chernow book. Mm -hmm. I minored in American history and wow. my whole paper was why Hamilton had a duel okay. and like everything that led to the duel yep. with Aaron Burr, like his son dying, his friend and just the way it was back then. Right. So. Yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. uh, wait, sorry. What, oh. what was the question? Yeah. Uh, did it just like the popularity seem oh, to like popularity. come out of nowhere or was it like a gradual thing? Because like I've seen video of people like camping outside, like hoping for a lottery ticket and like yeah. all this kind of stuff. It was kind of like um, started to be the talk of the town when we were off Broadway. Um which is so funny. I remember reaching out to um, my close friends uh, and some family members, but this one group of close friends of mine um, that I've known for years and they've supported me and come to every show I've ever done. I said, hey, I'm doing the show. Um, I can get you tickets. It was like $10 a ticket or something or like $15 a ticket at that time. Wow. And they were like, oh, we kind of can't make it, but like, we'll check it out down the line. And now we always look back on that conversation and we laugh because you can't get tickets for 15 bucks, you know, yeah. obviously. Um, but it was, it was huge off Broadway. I remember even when we were in previews, like our first couple of previews, Busta Rhymes was in the front row. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson came during previews. Um, you know, so when you have celebrities of that caliber coming at the very beginning, when things are still changing and evolving um, with the show, I mean, the buzz around town definitely gets going and um, you can't get a ticket. So it really started off Broadway. And then once it hit Broadway and we were playing such a, you know, a bigger house, um, that's when it just kind of, forget about it, blew up. I was talking to one of my friends who was, I think she got like the lottery yeah. and was able to get tickets, but she said it didn't feel like a broad, like the audience, they were nice and everything like that, like a Broadway audience, but like the energy was like going to like a rock concert. Yes. Like, how was it like with that kind of audience? Like it's a kind of different energy, like. For sure. Um, I mean, it definitely, you know, when you first experience that for the first handful of times, you're like, whoa, this is bananas. Like I, there's actually some videos um, that I know are floating around the internet of, you know, people just recording any of us backstage during our first couple of shows and like opening night and things like that. Um, and just us being like, oh my gosh like the reaction from the audience is so intense it feels it feels insane like in the best way um but you can see us reacting backstage being like whoa this is crazy and then you know after a while it's just eight shows a week of that and you just kind of get used to it and so when you get a quiet audience which is probably a normal audience for other shows you know you're like what the heck is everybody okay are they sleeping today are we, you know whatever um but you just kind of get used to it and it's it's fun 
Yeah. There's like Hamilton fanatics, which I think maybe I am one. Um, but like, I've seen people like I get artist tables at like Comic-Con like kind of things. Cause I oh. sell art with my friend and like, I saw people cosplaying, like cosplaying Hamilton characters. And I've like never seen like Broadway yeah. cosplay before. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. It's just, I mean, it blew up in every possible way that it could. I mean, no other musical has ever done that. You know, it's it's special. Do you think like social media helped out with that some? Like getting the word out and... For sure, for sure. I think social media is, is huge in that aspect. But, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, getting the celebrities in the door, it was kind of like the place to be seen. I, I really do think it was kind of like a sceney thing for a while. Um, so that's, you know, all, that's when all the celebrities were coming and everything. It was kind of like, you know, the cool thing to be doing. Have you seen Hamilton? Have you been to see Hamilton? Like it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. seen in that way, but I I'm, certainly think social media had a huge part in getting the word out. For I sure. mean, if Tom Hanks is going to watch it, it's good enough for all of us then. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Was there ever any like, pressure or did you guys like talk backstage when you found out like a major celebrity was there like Tom Hanks? Oh yeah. Um, anytime we knew somebody was there and there were celebrities at just about every single performance for the first, I don't even know how many months, a very long time, probably the first year leading up to the Tonys. Um, you know, when we heard somebody was going to be in the audience, it was always like, we played a game like who can find them first in the audience. So we do the show and everybody kind of be like looking out when they could and who could find them first um, where they were sitting. Uh, so that was always exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, we always talked about it. Everybody always knew who was there for the most part, unless somebody didn't want to know because there were some people in our cast that were like, I don't want to know yeah. if there's a celebrity there because I'll, I'll get in my head about it. I'll be nervous. I don't I don't just don't want to know until it's over. Yeah. There's just, yeah. You have so many like celebrity fans. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Just, so many like people would be like talking like, oh, what's this a best thing that you watched in 2018 or 2017? <laughs> and it's always like Hamilton. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's just a really special thing and it's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. This was so great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. This was great. Of course. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah. And I wish you all the best on your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again, Carly, for taking the time to speak with us. And thank you, Broadway Plus, for making this happen. Make sure to follow us at the Geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the Geeky Waffle everywhere else, including Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And we hope you all stay geeky.